Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. To say that the hierarchy has misplaced priorities right now would be a bit more than an understatement. Vocations to the priesthood and religious life are in free fall, a byproduct of the church not actively challenging the values of the world anymore while paying lip service to being salt and light in the world. The meaning of those words of our blessed Lord are completely lost on the hierarchy these days, and it shows. A few weeks ago, a layman crunched the numbers of the state of vocations in the church by focusing on religious orders and the state that they're in in regards to vocations. And I want to show you those numbers today, as well as what the hierarchy are, frankly, wasting their time on instead of addressing this massive problem in the church. So let's just get into this. The vocations that I mentioned to the priesthood and religious life have been in free fall since 1965. Why is that? It's the spirit of the age which entered the church at that time, described as the smoke of Satan by Paul VI and the diabolic disorientation by Sister Lucia. Both are apt ways of describing the situation. The laity have since that time embraced enough of the values of the world that in many respects, there is little separating us from either of uh, those who have no faith in Christ or from the Protestants. The saying that numbers don't lie is actually kind of misleading, since numbers can be easily manipulated to mean anything you want. Trust me, I'm a trained social scientist. I saw it firsthand in academia. But numbers can paint an accurate picture that words can't paint them by themselves when done with honest intentions, which is what David M. Cheney did on his blog, David's Ruminations, in a post from April 18th. Thanks to the listener who sent this to me, and I'll have a link to it, and as well as to the article I'll be uh, giving you some other news from in my show notes today at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end. You'll find it under the episode with today's video title in it. And I'm going to quote David here so I don't misrepresent his methodology or his intentions. Quote, I've updated a few charts that look at the number of priests and members of religious orders over the last several decades. To avoid it looking like spaghetti, I only use the top dozen orders based on number of priests. I also split the top four from the other eight. There is very little overlap between the two sets, and it makes the charts much clearer. The Jesuits were the first order of the top dozen to have lost more than half of their members from their recent high point being 36,038 priests in 1966 to 17,908 in 2011. They are currently at 14,839 members, down 59% from the all-time high, which was again 1966. One might note that there is no significant change, positive or negative, since Pope Francis, a Jesuit, became Pope. In fairness, it normally takes several years for any event in a religious order or diocese to have an impact on the vocations numbers. In the case of the Jesuits, they also have a much longer process than most. Two more orders reached that milestone in 2016. Franciscans, now down 54%, and Oblates of Mary Immaculate, now down 53%. Two more orders are very close to reaching that point. The Redemptorists, down 49%. The Vincentians and Lazarists, down just under 50%. Both showed a small drop in the last year. In terms of priests, only two orders have reached that point. The Benedictines are down 53% from their recent high point from 7,058 in the early 1970s to 3,420 in 2019, and the Oblates of Mary Immaculate, which reached it in 2021, from 5,441 priests in 1967 to 2,643 now, down 51%. 
two other orders are in danger of reaching that point. Jesuits, down 49%, and the Franciscans, down 49%. Overall, adding all of the top 12 together, the all-time high was in 1966 with 160,926 total religious priests. In 2021, that had dropped to 44% to 89,835. In terms of priests, the high was in 1971 with 95,411 total priests. So scratch what I said earlier. In 2021, that had dropped overall 35% to 61,940. If the current trend continues, the Jesuits will lose the title of the largest religious order to the Salesians of St. John Bosco, first by the number of members, nine years from now, and later by the number of priests, 15 years. End very lengthy quote. And this graph is handy for illustrating this, which I'll leave on the screen for those not listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. In other words, among the top dozen religious orders in the church, vocations to the priests that have dropped by nearly half in 50 years, while the number of Catholics in the world has grown enormously. It's something to think about, since everyone has theories about how that happened and why. I personally hold to the theory that Vatican II and the opening of the windows of the church to the world are to blame. In the spirit of that at that time, the laity began rejecting the church's tougher teachings on how we should live. The religious orders began bringing shrinks in to teach evil and error to many of the religious, which caused a mass exodus out of religious life at that time. And all that exists side by side with the large numbers of men that left the Catholic priesthood in general, in such large numbers that Paul VI set a day aside each week that was dedicated to hearing the stories of priests who wanted to be released from their duties and vows as priests and to be secularized or laicized. Each week he had a date dedicated to that project. It bears repeating, so think about that for a moment. But while this is happening and ongoing, something else is ongoing. The Synod of Synodality, Francis's final pet project for the church to reinvigorate the spirit of Vatican II in what is almost certainly a de facto Third Vatican Council. Some initial findings from all those otherwise pointless synodal meetings at your parish have been released and published by the tablet out of the United Kingdom. Headline, first Senate results show need to reach youth marginalized. I wonder if traditional Catholics fit under that category. Probably not. The focus is here on the youth and those not typically associated with Catholicism in the West. And that's fine. I have no issue focusing on keeping those folks in the church or finding ways to bring them in. In fact, it's kind of essential that we do that, but there's an underlying problem to all of this. Why do most people leave the faith when they reach adulthood? Statistically, it is most people leaving the faith at that time. And why is that? Perhaps this article can help explain. Quote, key findings cited in the first U.S. diocesan synod report available for public consumption highlight a strong desire from parishioners for the church to better reach out to the marginalized. There were calls for more transparency, more consistency, in more teaching and a focus on the quote-unquote critical need to re-engage youth and young adults in the faith. The report was posted by the Archdiocese of Cincinnati in late April. All diocesan synod reports are due to the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops on June 30th. The report highlights 17 key findings from the listening sessions. One was cynicism from parishioners that anything would actually change in the archdiocese as a result of the synod process, citing quote, Past experience of the hierarchy as measured by a perceived lack of feedback, lack of interaction with the laity, and lack of change from thoughts and ideas that have been provided. It adds that decision-making in the archdiocese should become less top-down. The key findings also highlighted the parishioners' belief that there is a critical need to re-engage youth and young adults in the faith, and a need to catechize parents so they can take the lead as the first teachers of the faith to their children. 
there were multiple suggestions for clergy in the key findings of the report as well. It says that it was a widely held comment that priests should be relieved of their administrative responsibilities to focus on ministry, noting that, quote, lay people stand ready to help, end quote. On the topic of clergy, it also suggests a clamoring for clergy from Pope Francis down to local priests to be more consistent in moral teaching and the desire for better homilies that are more relevant to today's life and issues, end quote. Now, other suggestions included ordaining everyone the world wants us to ordain these days, citing the secular norms of justice that have been elevated to the level of a religion by those who oppose the church. Other suggestions commonly seen include changing the church's moral teaching to reflect the values of the world. None of that is surprising, not in the slightest. And in fact, I have a suggestion for the prelates in Cincinnati. Make some of their fears come true and ignore most of the statements from the laity. The lady do not stand ready to administer the church. Far from it. It's not our vocation. Literally, it is not our vocation as laymen to administer the church. Sure, there are lay employees. That is a reality in the church today. And they're working with priests, deacons, and bishops is probably fine given the modern vocation circumstances. But giving the reins of the diocese to the lady is a bad idea. It's nonsense on stilts and should be avoided at all costs, regardless of what Francis ruled recently to the contrary in Rome. I'll add in something here that was sent to me by a priest wishing to remain anonymous for obvious reasons. I got this just at the last moment before I finished this video. Some of the collapse in vocations that we've seen in the church over these past few decades is either by design or as the consequence of incompetence and hubris. I had this permission to share his short statement with you because it's, and it's very relevant here because he knows a thing or two about vocations as you're about to see. So here's his statement, quoting the anonymous priest. Quote, beginning of the end of my job as a friar vocation director was at an international meeting of vocations directors of the OFM, where I present similar data about numbers charting how between 1965 and 2015, the OFM vocations plummeted while in nearly inverse fashion, the Legionaries of Christ, Opus Dei, trad groups all went from zero to hero. I was allowed to be on the agenda and given an allotted time for discussion, but once I gave my brief report, a couple of friars lampooned it and decried the thought of being like the legionnaires, and thus began the move against me. Meanwhile, I was the only one with five guys signing up that year, my only year as vocations director. Others had two or one, but most zero. In response to why, besides the obvious Vatican II truth, we should refer to the book Goodbye, Good Men. It's anecdotal largely, but that's where the evidence of this demonic plot against vocations must be found. The modernist and the evil one has carefully couched their work behind walls and mirrors, which includes, by design, layers of deceit and heresy. To sum up, if it has happened, it was planned, planned by the destroyers of the church. End quote. So it's worth noting, in Cincinnati at least, a call for making the seminaries orthodox in their teaching and preventing men like McCarrick and Pastor Jimmy from entering the seminaries wasn't mentioned in any meaningful enough way to warrant mentioning in the tablet article, but the tablet is a modernist outlet, so who really knows if that request from the lady was ever given voice. One thing is for certain though, the vocations crisis in the church won't be addressed until the other crises are as well. The state of vocations is a consequence of modernism in the church and the laxity in resisting heroically the ideas of the world being pushed on the church. And until that happens, until that is addressed, don't expect anything meaningfully to change. But that's just my opinion. What do you think of this story? Let me know in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein.
Ave Maria.